Happy New Year, Mayor. Welcome back you, to man. City View with Mayor Tom Koch. I'm Mark Carey, as media director, and it is a new year. I can't believe it's 2022, and I can't believe I'm finally healthy. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> like, uh, you know, yeah, I got it was brutal, man. I had I, I had a brutal bottle of COVID. I got the vaccine. I got everything, and I just I still got it. Yeah. Well. It is what it is. I'm glad you're back. I am too. I am too. So it's great to be back. We have a lot of things to talk about. 2022 is going to be a really big year for the city. And not that we'll talk all about it about it all today, but there's a lot to kind of unfold as we move forward. There's a couple of projects that are happening immediately. So beyond that, let's just discuss what those are. And they're going to they'll be right in Hancock Street, right close to downtown is the, the opening of the downtown area. Sure, sure. And, and I know that uh, some have been in the printed press and of course, which that always trips some social media discussion. <laughs> but yes, uh, let's review Fox Rock a little bit. Uh, Fox Rock is a um, is a company that has about five million square feet in their portfolio. Commercial, mostly commercial, medical. Rob Hale is the um, really it's his company. He's the head of Granite Telecommunications and phenomenal business person, as well as a real charitable individual. And they employ thousands of people in their companies. There's three different projects that actually Fox Rock is working on. One is, which is well underway, is the hospital. We've talked about that in the past. And on Whitwell Street, that's that's shaping up. It's coming along. And I, I believe that's going to be a tremendous asset to the community. The old hospital. The yeah. old Quincy Hospital that's been closed for a long time. I don't want to get into that history. Exactly. But the reality is this. When the hospital was up and running, I was chief of staff at Jim Sheets. We used to get calls every day from that neighborhood, complaining about the noise, the sirens coming to and from the hospital, the smokestack it used to burn some really pathetic fuel oil that would spew stuff, people blocking driveways, parking in the neighborhoods. Hundreds and, and hundreds the, of and cars the, that's, every day. That's right. The trips up there were probably four times of what they'll be with this new residential facility. You know, I, I think it could be even better than that. But, oh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's well underway. Fox Rock then bought the the old Masonic Temple site. I think everyone's familiar with that. It's that it's that very austere looking limestone building that has those cauldrons out in the front. Uh, <laughs> Mind you, a little bit of Wizard of Oz. It know. does, yeah. But uh, they purchased that and the Citizens Bank building across on the other corner, and they have uh, gone through meetings and they have approval from the Planning Board to do some residential units. New building on the Citizens Bank building, by the way, that is not a pretty building. Ugh. At all. So uh, there'll be some new retail on the first floor of both buildings. So some people see the parking lot uh, next to the Dimmick building. There's a couple of temporary buildings that we'll put up. And uh, one of my uh, nemesis out there has been complaining, oh, yeah, they're going to use that and not paying rent. Well, Fox Arc is paying the city rent for use of that lot for temporary use of Citizens oh. Bank while they do the new buildings. Once the buildings have done, Citizens Bank moves back into the building. So it's actually a handy piece of property to have as yeah. a laydown area. And that will be part of something. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. And then you go to Quincy Center, and there's been uh, a lot of discussion about the change in the plan for Fox Rock. That originally there was a uh, medical office building with a garage and a very tall residential building with a hotel on a portion of that. And then that residential portion of that building was going to cover the workforce housing commitment they have to make based on the hospital and the other two projects I just described in Hancock and Russell Park. Because we have inclusionary zoning, which requires 10% housing of units or a contribution to a housing trust fund, which we've used then to, to spawn new affordable housing projects. So that'll be worked out. I mean, I, I you know, at the time I heard complaints, the building was too skinny, too tall. It was weird, this, that, and the other thing. 
And now that it's gone, why did they get rid of that building? You know, so <laughs> what, what's happened is really what originally was visioned over there, which was on that side of the old Ross area, which is now McConville Way, uh, both sides of the bridge would be commercial. From day one in our projects, in our vision for downtown, we talked about really three pieces, residential, retail, and commercial. And the residential is, is robust right now. The retail is, especially the restaurant side of things, is going very well. Now, I, we could spend hours on specific retail on stores and what's happening in the world with that. That's but the whole world, yeah. You know, the, the, st- the stores are closing everywhere because everyone's into the uh, home delivery stuff now and everything yeah. online. So uh, that's going to shake itself out, and I'm sure at some point we're going to get some nice boutique-type retail stores. So having said that, um, the change in the plan by Fox Rock was actually welcomed by me. So instead of uh, a 150,000-foot medical office building and then a hotel residential on that side, we're going to have a 250,000-square-foot medical-slash-life-science-biotech building. And not to get too technical, Mark, but commercial properties are much better for the tax levy. Yeah, Commercial properties pay more in taxes, though we will be having a tax deal with them on the medical side because medical doesn't pay taxes. They're a technically nonprofit, but without getting into too much minutiae on that. It's 250,000 square feet of a commercial, a garage that will hold 500 vehicles. And in front of the garage and north of the garage towards Granite Street, it'll be kind of wrapped with a retail usage there. So you won't be looking at a garage. You'll be looking at a handsome structure that will have use for people living and working in the downtown. And this city's prime for, for, for life sciences, by the way, too. I mean, with um, Somerville and Cambridge getting it Big all time. They're Big dying time. Sort of We're in discussions with other investors and other developers. Quincy is, is really on the map now. I, I know in my early years, it was a struggle to get attention, trying to get people here. Once they see the city and experience what's going on here and see the commitment we've made on infrastructure, I mean, the Hancock Adams Common, the bridge, the new roads, the Kilroy Square, the new garage, everything we've done is exceptional quality. And uh, that attracts more investment. And, and that's what we said from day one. We're going to do our part, which will lead to the private investment, which is happening. So it's, it's a good problem to have. I also think that, uh, with all due respect to the new mayor of Boston, that a number of investors and developers are a little spooked by the agenda of the new administration uh, and the vision of the new administration. And, and I think that's driving some people south as well. Um, so Quincy was a best kept secret for a long time. And, yeah. and, and, and I can see, I, I remember dealing with Streetworks years ago and they come in and sometimes it takes an outside set of eyes to appreciate things, you know. And they always said from day one, Quincy has great bones. It's a great location. Natural resources are phenomenal. The history is real. We get two presidents, their wives buried right here. This is where they walked. This is where they lived. Nothing made up. I mean, you know, so we had great historical, architectural, cultural assets to start with. But you look back like when we were kids, Mark, you know, Quincy was on the news, usually related to the shipyard. Either they, there were yeah. layoffs, there was a big meeting, are they going to get any new contracts for, for ships? And, the, and the, you know, the, the video was always the old, decrepit-looking, you know, manufacturing yard. That, yeah, you know. And I yeah. think for people outside of the city, that was the view of Quincy. They didn't see the 27 miles of coastline and the thousands the of acres of the Blue stops. Hills on the, the other side. Stops, the T-stops. The T-stops. Yeah. You know, we could go on and on. it, But um, so we've got great, great assets to work with, and people are recognizing that. And we're trying to do it right. I mean, you do these projects, they're 50 to 100-year projects, so you want to do it right. I also know that with the discussion, I'm told, some of the social media around the, you know, the Fox Rock discussion and the new building and people saying, you know, the bridge, we're actually 
We're taping this, I know, Thursday. We're actually cutting the ribbon for the new bridge today. It'll be open to traffic. People saying, that's a bridge. Oh, no, what's good is that? <laughs> well, let's, let's just, for a Jeez. second, this, you do take a lot of criticism, which is fine. I know you don't care about that. That's not something that bothers you. But there's a lot of I criticism. Should, don't say don't care. It, well, but it doesn't bother me. Well, I, I'm talking I, I'm about in a the, position criticism, where... the criticism that comes mostly through social media, sometimes in other ways. But it's it's really sort of a, a shallow criticism in the sense that they're not looking at the whole picture, and that's what you have. And besides, please speak to that, if you will, and also the everyone saying, oh, it's keeping on the downtown, keeping on the downtown. Well, what else? You know, everything's about the downtown. Well, that's not true. There's a lot of other projects going on. Just, this is what just gets the press. So I want to talk to both of yeah, those. Yeah, a couple of things. One is, um, it's funny, I said to the superintendent the other day, we are talking about issues. We talked a couple of times a day over the last two years because of all that's going on, you know, and and sometimes I know that, you know, it's what we usually hear is the, neg- the negative. People don't call the office or go on social media and say, hey, what a great job. This looks great. It's usually those that find things. In fact, Frank McCauley said to me, Frank, for those who are listening, was a mayor for eight years back in the, the 80s. And he said to me the night of our inauguration party, he says, pull me aside. He said, look at kid. He says, keep track of your successes because everybody else will keep track of your failures. I never thought that, but it's, but it's so true. But so yeah. many people, and to a large degree, the, fo- the press is focused always on the negative. Yeah. And so the negativity, the cynicism, and I said to the superintendent the other day, how many emails did you get on this issue? Uh, about six. I said, Kevin, there's 10,000 kids in our school system. We've got to be mindful of that. Yeah. Most people are working hard every day trying to keep things together, go out working, keeping the family together, raise the kids. And most people are happy. That's why they're living here. That's why our values are going up. So that's time. not to say we're perfect. That's not to say people don't have the right to criticize. They should. But there's probably a couple of dozen regulars, frequent flyers that we hear from <laughs> that are experts on everything. It's remarkable. Frequent remarkable. Flyers, I don't know why like they're not that. multimillionaires, you know. But – so anyway, some of that criticism, and again, hey, I'm thick-skinned. I got plenty of it, so I'm not too worried about it. We'll, we'll deal with it. But I don't think there's a true understanding of, of the bridge and the road over there. Now that the bridge is done and the road is done, and by the way, new water lines, you know, new soil lines, yeah, yeah. utility lines, we are now ready for the development. You couldn't start with the development. You have to lay the groundwork. You that have to do the prep too, work. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what's happening. So that new bridge and new McConville Way is going to lead to a number of new development projects, which are going to hire a lot of people. It's going to create new residences, which is going to create a lot of new tax revenue. New job force, everything. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So I, I frequently get people that say after the fact, I get it. I see it now, and uh, and I and I you know Hank Hawk Adams Common is a good example yeah, of that. Yeah. And I've I've sold the story before, but yeah. God bless his soul. Leo Donovan was a great guy, teacher, coach. Uh, I knew him. Then in his later years, he used to hold the door at Sweeney uh, Funeral Home in Elm Street. You yeah. know, and I'd see my him. Teacher, hey, my teacher, Tommy, what the hell's going on down there? I see you. They got a whole hair. There's this going on. That's going on. <laughs> but one day he said to me, "I get it." I get it now, you know. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of prep work. There's a lot of early projects that lead to the greater vision that some people just, it's tough to grasp sometimes. And people aren't paying attention to it necessarily. So they see bits and pieces of it come out and don't necessarily put it all together in the pieces that really should be seen as. You know, that it's 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 a partnership, a public investment, which leads to tremendous private investment. Well, and beyond just the downtown, like we had talked about before the show today, there's there are so many other projects happening throughout the city at the same time. It's not just we're just focused on the downtown only. The downtown's a major part, but there are so many other things. And just, if you will, just talk about no, how absolutely. schools and everything well, else. First of all, every administration back to the 70s, 
try to get the downtown reignited, reinvented, you know, whatever word you want to use, whatever phrase you want to use. We saw the demise of Main Street across the United States because of the advent of the plazas, the malls. Bryant Street Mall killed Quincy Center. Over time, it was a drip, drip, this one closed, this one closed. Once Sears went out, that was kind of the last yeah. of the biggies that kind of drove some foot traffic and shopping in the downtown. Now, having said all that, we were never going to be that again. No. So from day one on our planning, and even the previous administration, uh, Bill Phelan, we've had discussions. I was on a zoning committee for him when he was mayor, but we talked about you know, the future. What is the future? And the part of the discussion was always, we got to create a new downtown. We can't have a business district that's from nine to five, then everybody goes home. So now you have a whole new neighborhood in the downtown. It's like 18 hours a day, it's active. People are down there. It's safer now than it ever was. I mean, when I took office, you know, you went through the downtown during the day and you had a lot of folks that didn't belong there. I was in the chamber. You felt like sometimes you were taking your life in your hands more during the day than you were at night. Well, it was with the restaurants. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't. And, and and early on in my days, it was everybody was being critical. You got to do something with the downtown. There's no reason to bring your family down there. Uh, it's a mess. It's deplorable. Blah 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 blah. On and on. And then of course we got things rolling. And then of course you get criticized because you're changing the downtown. The reality is, for the most part. The comments I've heard from people and people that have been away for a while that come back. I was talking to Tina Cahill's mother the other night. I saw her and, and she said a cousin of her had come back and grew up in Quincy and had come back to visit over Christmas. And she was blown away by the city and the decorations, the lights. She really felt so good about it. So, but libraries? So, I mean, oh, so across, many projects yeah, I mean, you go across the city. Uh, this The downtown stuff gets a lot of ink because it's, it's kind of more of sexy issues in a sense from the perspective of the print media. But the reality is, if you look around the city, we've done every park and playground over. Uh, North Quincy Library is about to reopen. Major work done to that. Major work done to the main library while it was down. More work to done. Major work done to the Adam Shaw Library that has been done. We're doing a new public safety headquarters. We're doing work to the firehouses. We're doing pump stations. We're doing seawalls. We announced the major road repair program that we, the council uh, agreed with our funding for that's leading to a lot more road reconstruction. So there is stuff happening. We just finishing a, a $400,000, I think it is, um, four or $500,000 tree planting citywide all across the city. Trees trees matter. They, they're quality of life issues. So, you know, I, I don't care what issue you want to talk about. This administration in cooperation with uh, a lot of folks getting the job done, getting right. the job done. And whether, you know, senior center, I could go on and on, veteran services. I mean, one, of, one of the beauties about the, that I love about this podcast is that besides keeping it nice and consumable for people, it's 25 minutes tops, right? But they can go back at any one of these episodes. There's an episode on the hospital that spends a whole 20 minutes talking about what that project is. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of them on the downtown. There's a whole bunch on libraries and schools and everything else. So if you want to look back, folks, you want to find out more, just look through. You see the title and exactly what it is, and it's it's talked about it at length because every single one of these deserves its own show. Absolutely. And they're and, already up there. Let me let me go back to the downtown for a second, Mark, and, and uh, remind people, you know, the, the old saying, I think it was Will Rogers said, buy land, they ain't making many more of it. And when you looked at the old downtown, these were all one-story blocks that, that had no very little value. I mean, with all due respect, they had become, most of them, nail salons and sub shops and dollar stores and, you know, brought no real value to the real estate market, to our taxes. That's the cuckoo clock in the I background. Know. It's, like, it's, just, it's this bizarre thing all of a sudden. You fixed this cuckoo clock from Germany from it's, back in the day. It has nothing to do with any message to you, Mark. It's, it's just... It hit, oh, yeah, it does. Them. It's a subliminal message so, to me. So what we're doing in the downtown, by the way, is leading to other projects. 
the Grossman site, the old Grossman site, which is now uh, TJ Maxx, Boston Market, it's a strip mall. Yeah. And they are looking at major plans on redeveloping that site as well. And I know there's interest in the Star Market site. I know there's interest in south of Hannon Parkway along hey, the old Coleman Sporting Goods, the old burnt-out building. There's, so this leads to continued investment and increase in quality of life. And I know there's out, those out there say, ah, you know, there's too much development, oh, traffic. And, you know, whether, if we didn't build another building, there'd be more traffic. Yeah. I mean, people squawk from the South Shore about traffic in Quincy. Well, guess what, guys, from Situate and Hingham? Go somewhere else to get to Boston. Get on the highway, you know? <laughs> but the reality is we're next to Boston. Now, that's part of the reason yeah. we have the value we do because we're part of that ring of value in around Boston. Fort sub subway stops, accessibility to the major city. It, it, it's all good, but what comes with it is some of those other issues, the cut-through that we have for commuters. That won't change. I mean, that's so certain hours of the day, it's 10 pounds of stuff in a five-pound bag, yeah. and we got to get through it. It's also like certain times of the day, in the morning and afternoon, there's like a 15-minute period around schools. That it's crazy because everybody... Nobody walks to school anymore. Everybody gets driven and picked yeah. up. So, so there are the, those realities that we're dealing with. But we're also making traffic improvements, road improvements, intersection improvements. We're doing those things to try to mitigate and offset some of that. But if you live in Quincy, you know, you know, you know the city. You know when when those t- tough times are. Make a little adjustment on the on your schedule. It's yeah. not that difficult. I love what you said because everybody likes to be in their car to go through every light that's green. You know, I mean, everyone lives in their little world. You know, they don't think about the other person. I love how you reminded me back in the day that, you know, when we were kids, we had one car or two cars in the, to each household. Now there's five cars in each house right. for a family. I'm saying all the kids have cars. We never had, we used to all wait in line to borrow mom and dad, mom or dad's car or the one car that we had. Yeah, Was I mean, it? really. I mean, they, they, it was usually one car and it was five or six Kids in the family. It, that's the way it was. Yeah, now everyone's got uh, a car and they're all... Everyone's yeah. got a car. That, that adds to the, to the challenge. No question about it. Well, we don't have a lot of time uh, because we were going we were gonna talk more on, on what's happening in society. We'll, we'll do that next week, but we really should focus on what's coming up this weekend. And what's happening on Monday, it is Martin Luther King Day. It's a holiday. Why national holiday. Absolutely. National holiday. Yeah, uh, it's a honoring an uh, incredible yeah. legacy of, of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. A lot of people like to leave the Reverend off, but yeah. he was driven by his faith. Amazing. No question about it. Uh, he was a strong Christian minister, and I know over time many have tried to water that aspect down because we're becoming a faithless society in many ways, and some people are afraid of that. But the reality is that's what drove him. And I think he would have been flabbergasted and astonished at seeing the violence around our country the last two years. Everything he did, he spoke about love he spoke about respect and dignity. Nonviolence. Nonviolence. Uh, that's not the way to do it. I think he would have been astounded to see that and probably pretty upset. He could see the greatness in our country, but recognize that we needed a lot of improvement. And Especially no, back then. It was oh, a lot back of then it was. I mean, the, the young people today have no clue. You know, I, with all due respect, you know, do a little bit more on the history. This was, there were real, real issues back then in this country in the 40s, 50s, and 60s that really... Dealt with racism. That, 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 that yeah. Absolutely racism uh, and uh, and Martin Luther King and a number of incredible people finally said enough and came forward and really forced the change in D.C., starting with really JFK and then Lyndon Johnson. I think with Martin Luther King also helped them to, you know, help to fashion that as well. No right? question. But he was the reason. Course, yeah. I mean, he's the one that was driving it. The, the, the politicians were... A little afraid of him, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, he he could draw a crowd. He could speak with great eloquence and 
and and could articulate the issues at the time. No, look at he wasn't perfect, and nobody is. My faith taught me there were two that walked this earth that were perfect. But you know, there were a lot of imperfect people. But and we're not a perfect country, and that's the point. You know, you go back to the original words in order to you know create a more perfect union, a more perfect. They they knew it was going to be perfect, but but there's always room for improvement. And that period of time. And he led that effort. There's no question. He was, you know, he had a great, incredible following of blacks, whites, Catholic, Protestant, Jews at the time that could see the wrong that was going on. That it was, it was time to change it. And 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 fortunately, DC responded, Congress responded, and JFK began that process. But uh, and I love JFK. He's one of yeah. my uh, yeah. great favorite presidents of that century. Him and Ronald Reagan. But it was Lyndon Johnson whose experience in the Senate, who's an incredible legislator, and knew how to get it done. And he's the one that delivered it in the House and the Senate at the time. So uh, we should be mindful of that, you know, how far we've come. Yeah, there's, there's always room for improvement. There's always a way to go. But don't compare today to what these people, these, these black families that grew up in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, please don't compare today what went on then. There is no comparison. It was outrageous what went on at that time. Thank God we moved on from that. Again, there's room for improvement. But the other thing that I've said in the past is um, there's no country like this in the world, in the world. People come from all over the world to choose to live here. And, you know, so when you have that, there's different cultures, there's different styles, there's different, every ethnicity, every culture brings with them some kind of prejudice. So this is a great melting pot. And I think the last 20 years, we're not doing as much melting as we used to. And I think that's a little bit of a challenge going forward. But we should honor, remember the legacy of Martin Luther King and uh, read up a little bit about him. And, and he has some incredible quotes. He was he was an agent for change, but it was all in a positive, nonviolent way. And I just uh, remind people that's the way to go. And never to judge people by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That was one of his great quotes. Absolutely. Mm. Out of I Have a Dream speech. Well, we do remember uh, Martin Luther King, thank God, and that's on Monday, this coming Monday, and we hope Yeah, unfortunately, we, we didn't we have an event again because of the, the issue with the with, COVID, the, yes. with the COVID stuff. Which, which we'll is, talk so. about next week. That's, do we have to? <laughs> we have, we'll, we'll bring it up. Anyway, so uh, Mayor, I think that's a good wrap for today. We had thank a, you. a good uh, episode full of all kinds of information. And folks, again, if you're out there and you want to listen, uh, tune into our some of our older podcasts. The mayor really sort of talked a lot about a lot of these issues that we've discussed at length. So by all means, check those out. Find us on Facebook at City of Quincy. That's at City of Quincy. Same with Instagram, YouTube, everywhere else. And you'll constantly be updated on everything the mayor has to say. And have a great day. Thanks, Mayor.